This is Upload Media. <laughs> Remember, this is not appropriate for kids. Right. Oh my God. Welcome, Bizak. Welcome, Bizak, to the sultry vibes of Othered, <laughs> <laughs> your favorite podcast. That's right, and we're so glad you're here listening to us again. Again, once more. Yes. <laughs> Otra vez. <laughs> you've, you've returned to the lair, the bro lair. The bro lair where we're recording right now. <laughs> <laughs> right here in the heart of Cedar Rapids. Mm. Midwest, the Midwest, the heartland. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Where we have fields of opportunities. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that felt so like um, a politician. You yeah. know, like I just I don't know. That's that what was... our billboards say. Oh, okay. Yeah, perfect. When you drive into Iowa, is it really what it says? Fields yes. of opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but we're changing the slogan, and I can't remember what we're changing it to, as a state. Oh, okay. Anyway, welcome. Do you know? What? Yeah. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> welcome. Hi, other <laughs> listeners. So happy to have you. We are. We missed you so much. <laughs> <laughs> In the past couple of weeks since we've been with you. Mm, yeah, I hope that you guys gave um, a listen to that episode last week um, from season one, the Live, Laugh, Love and Karaoke episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just diving right in oh, to dive. what we do. Get in there. Um, is that <clears throat> one thing stood out to me while we listening to it was that I just really fucking love Sarah Van Cleave with my whole entire heart <laughs> thanks Caleb <laughs> it's true though I, don't I know love if you it's true or if you're being facetious I'm not being facetious okay. I um I really do care about you a lot and um I'm grateful um that you're in my life samesies I mean we've been doing this for a while so I just you know you just I'm, wanted to remind yeah everybody. I'm glad that I'm doing this with you Good. And not with anybody else. Well, I would kill you if you ever did this with anybody but me. Right. That would be some kind of or some level of infidelity, right? Totally. Yeah. Like the worst level of infidelity. Betrayal. Yes. <laughs> true betrayal. Especially since you didn't even want to do a podcast. That's true. You kind of had to convince me. Mm-hmm. You had to pull some teeth. And now look, you're the uh, star of the show. Everyone's whatever. like, oh my God, Caleb's Nuh-uh. laugh. No, shut up. I'm like, I laugh too. Does no one care? <laughs> Just kidding. But see, Whatever. I don't snort. So, mm. Mm. how's your week been, <laughs> Kayla? Oh, uh, do you know what? It's been good. I um had therapy today. Yeah. I um what did I do yesterday? Yesterday was also a really good day. You were walking down the street. Oh, that's true. Getting coffee. Mm, yeah, I went to Kismet Coffee and Bloom. And they're my favorite coffee store in Cedar Rapids. The coffee is just scrum deadly umshus. Mm-hmm. And they've got the cutest little vibes in there. I was just going to say the vibe is 
spectaculoso. Yeah, primo. Mm-hmm. For sure. mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I was getting coffee. Um, I have been leaning into this idea of taking a Sabbath. Yeah. And like fully leaning into that um, for life. Because okay. I, um, I need rest. I need to take a break from people. And I need to like, not that I have to excuse it or defend it or anything. But um, sometimes I, I feel like I need to. But Sabbath is like one of those things that I, you know, is religious in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a holy day, you know, in yeah. the Jewish religion. And Christian. Um, and well, uh, Christians are funny. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> because there's a lot of uh, uh, Christian nationalism and that that kind of ble- bleeds into like this kind of capitalistic hustle, grind, grind, grind kind of culture mm-hmm. that... Um, makes it hard to take Sabbath, Mm. you know? And I think Mm -hmm. Sabbath itself is kind of like enjoying your worthiness and value as a person outside of what you produce and outside of what you do. Mm -hmm. The rest itself is something that is good. So you're not doing anything, but you're enjoying your being. Yeah. Um, Typically, yeah, I just... Yeah, Christians... Sa- my my experience of Christian Sabbath was chores. Uh, yeah. You know, it was always like, I don't know. I just never really experienced like a full like, hey, we're going to take this day and we're not going to do anything. Yeah. And that's okay. Well, we never did <clears throat> growing up in a Christian household. I mean, we would read about the Sabbath and, you know, how you're supposed to rest. <clears throat> but yes, rest actually meant do shit at home. Right. Mm-hmm. So... When are you going to start Sabbathing? Um, on, well, my day's off. Okay. So Wednesday was my first day off after my work week. And so I didn't really do shit. Good for except you. Except for things that I enjoyed. You know, like I took naps. Um, I watched some TV. I did a little reading. Enjoyed time at home. Hashtag Sabbath shit. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag Sabbath shit. <laughs> um, and I feel like I, I feel replenished. I feel refurbished i feel reinvigorated i feel remodeled i feel upcycled wow (laughs) (laughs) you know just like i feel like things that are synonymous with right invigorated rested Mm, mm -hmm. cool yeah i love that what about you um i don't know man it's just been life you know, yeah, nothing very exciting. Mm. I do want to shout out um, one of my favorite stores in Cedar Rapids. Next page bookstore. Mm. We love it there because they have Frank the cat and Benjamin loves kitties. Um, but Benjamin, Benjamin and I have books. that in common. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we love reading. One of our goals as a family is to have a library in our home. Mm-hmm. And it takes a thousand books to have a library. Is it a thousand books? To take- yes. What? A thousand books constitutes a library. Does it? Yeah. Benjamin Says searched who? it up. Oh, really? Yeah. Because that's who his... made that? I don't know. Okay. Anyway. But less than a thousand books is just like a collection. Got a collection. <laughs> right. <laughs> but to have an actual library, you need to hit a thousand. Oh, God. So that's our goal between Ben and me. And we love the bookstore. So we went to the mm. bookstore yesterday and I got coerced into buying Benjamin a book. And then I coerced myself into buying a book, too, even though I don't need one. I did it anyway. 
And when we were paying, and when I say we, I mean me, when I was paying for our purchases, um, the lovely bookkeeper said, you know what? You guys have been great clients. You come in here all the time. You are encouraging a young person to prioritize reading his books on me. <gasps> I started oh, crying. That is so I was precious. Like, oh my God, thank you so much. And then I made Benjamin cry because I was crying. He's like, You're going to make me cry. Oh. So we started crying. But I just feel like for a small business who really relies on every single purchase, mm. that was big. Yeah. And I appreciate that so much, not because of the monetary, you know, part. Sure. But it's just the thought. Yeah. That counts. So thank you, Next Page that. Books. That's a gift. It is truly a gift. Mm. Go support local, you guys. I do love that. And Me actually, too. I've heard so many good things about Next Page Books. And I it's been a while since I've been there. But every time that I've been there, it's been great. Well, we are not able to enter um, a bookstore without making a purchase. So... I know we are good clients. <laughs> yeah, because you're constantly buying books. Yes. And all the books we like are hardcover. Mm. Why is that? Ah! I like so I like things to be firm. I like a good hard back. <laughs> a good hard spine. <laughs> Indestructible. <laughs> anyway, that's really the only highlight <laughs> that I have to share. I, I love that. <laughs> this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm circling back to our live, laugh, love karaoke episode. Mm -hmm. And also hoping that everyone else circled back and listened last week. Yeah. And I feel like we are in such a different place today. Oh my god. Oh my god. No shit. So much has changed. That really has. I mean, I definitely feel like I'm in a completely different um space in my life now yeah. i mean i'm a whole year older oh i'm jizzle you know? oh. <laughs> okay never say that again <laughs> to put that on a t-shirt oh jizzle <laughs> i cannot with you right now <laughs> that is horrendous <laughs> Anyway, oh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> thank you for that. That was a gift. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm no longer 32, I'm a whopping uh 33. You know, You're in your Jesus era, exactly. Uh, you know, I'm about to get miracles, you know, it. about to get crucified, starting my ministry, hung you on know? the cross, exactly, betrayed. Uh, yep, <laughs> all those things, all those things have happened in the past year for sure. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, juicy. Yeah, betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. I'll tell you what. Not worth it. Not worth it, Judas. <laughs> you know who you are, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Judas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah, it's been it's been a wild year. I um, you know, I've gone through a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Mm. Um, you know, I feel like it kind of had a a reckoning, if mm. you will, you know, with um my addiction issues you know in, in the episode i was a couple days sober at that time and i had started that process um through the summer and got through and i think i got to like four months of sobriety mm. before shit hit the fan 
And that was like due to, you know, stress and work and fucking life. Yeah, fucking life. Um, And so now I'm six months sober. Um, And I've like, you know, we talk a lot about in that episode, the things that bring us happiness and bring us joy. And Mm -hmm. I think my sobriety really is something that brings me joy. And I think that's, you know, in comparison to the the kind of life I was leading before, which was a lot of um, coping Mm. or trying to cope with with stress and with, you know, issues of um, self-worth and, you know, who am I and what am I doing and all that stuff. And so, you know, I've continued on that path of sobriety and recovery from addiction um and that's been really powerful and really uh life-changing you know Mm -hmm. yeah i'm really happy for you and proud of you when it comes to your sobriety journey Mm -hmm. i feel i was gonna ask this time around because you've just hit six months sober does it feel different than sobriety did a year ago does like the pursuit of sobriety hit different yeah i think um because i've come to the realization that i'm a full-blown alcoholic Mm. you know that alcoholism is something that you know um as a disease as like a you know an addiction doesn't go away Mm -hmm. in fact it only um progresses um and something about alcoholism is the only way to you know survive it essentially um is to arrest it by being abstinent by like not drinking in totality. Um, And so the pursuit of sobriety right now is, you know, definitely a different mindset. When I was doing it last year, it was kind of like a, we'll see if I drink again, you know, like I'm open to the idea, I'm enjoying sobriety right now, but then, you know, I'll reintroduce it when I feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then I reintroduced it and all hell broke loose, you know, and I kind of had a a little bit of a mental break Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, I don't. I don't feel bad talking about it now, but I was uh, hospitalized for a little bit, and um, it was difficult. It was a difficult time, mm-hmm. but um, like on the other side of it, now I definitely feel like my <clears throat> um, my life um, in recovery feels so much more like a I don't know a practice of like um, spiritual wellness. Mm. Does that make sense? I think like, and and when I say spiritual, I mean, I think that there's like a, um, an attendance to the idea of like spirituality being a a connection with other people Mm -hmm. and a connection with myself and and a connection with the, you know, with a higher power of some sort. So this is like an encompassing like embodiment of, um, an experience rather than just like a task to complete. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay. It like goes down to like the root of who I am, I think, in some way. Because I think, you know, my alcoholism was rooted in uh, a lot of different things, but it was trying to cope with feelings of, you know, inadequacy or uh, worthlessness or whatever, you know. So, I don't know. Well, I like it. So that sparks joy in me. Yeah. That is a joyful thing. I am happy to celebrate that with you as your friend. Thank you. I'm glad that you're along the ride with me. Um, What about you? What are things that have like been a part of your life in the last year? 
Mm, I think the thing that has brought me the most joy in the past year, well, for one, quitting my job. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and you might feel similarly. I feel, well, I always compared my job to like a really toxic relationship mm-hmm. that it's like you've been together for a long time. You're familiar. You're comfortable. You know you know, like how to succeed in that relationship, but you also know what buttons to push to like start some shit. Yeah. Um, but it was toxic and I am able to recognize when I am the toxic person, Mm. but I don't like being in situations where I'm that person either. Right. So like, I know there were things about, and not exactly like the, The job, but who I was mm, um, mm-hmm. when I was under that stress and the demands that were asked of me. Sure. Um, I just wasn't a good person. You weren't your best self. I wasn't. And I kind of got to the point where I was like, I need to value myself. There has to mm. be more to life than this. And I think in the past six months that I've been self-employed, I've just been really happy like my baseline immediately shifted Mm -hmm. um i have felt like i have more patience for my kids i feel like i am a better friend when i first quit my job i had all this energy and i was kind of bitchy because i had a ton of energy that was going nowhere because i this was energy that i had been expelling 40 hours a week on a job Mm. that i didn't even notice was demanding that much energy but as soon as i quit i was like oh my god Mm. I've got all this energy and I have nowhere to put it because there's not all of these demands that I had been using that energy for. So I've learned to channel it. I've been reading a lot. I've been gardening and just doing me. So what you could say is that your ability to live and to laugh and to love has greatly expanded. Yeah. Because I'm not using that energy in the wrong places. Mm. I'm able to use it in the right places. Yes. And I uh, I feel like maybe using this word isn't like the right thing. But I almost feel like it's been freeing or liberating. It has been liberating. 100%. I, it makes me wish I would have quit years ago. But also, I hate living in the past. So right. I know that um, I there were a million reasons I didn't mm-hmm. quit earlier. I you know, have been supporting two kids and financial things. But yeah, I think that has given me the most joy. And I guess I don't want to necessarily say it was quitting my job, but it was choosing myself. Sure. You know, and, and that might look different, you know. Yes. However, people, but yes, this was a big act of putting me first. Sure. And that's been a great decision. I love that. Me too. And I love this idea of, um, I guess, choosing to live life, right? Mm -hmm. Even if it seems scary, um, knowing, you know, I guess kind of like rejecting the status quo or your MO and knowing that like you could have just kept going, Mm -hmm. you know, and it wasn't necessarily the worst thing ever, but it became... um, toxic for you Mm -hmm. because you weren't fully allowing yourself to live Mm -hmm. i read this quote this one time that was saying you know um 
make the choice basically for yourself before the universe makes you so uncomfortable that it decides for you. Oh, yeah. And I'm paraphrasing, but I <clears throat> feel like that's what I did. Like I waited for so long in mm. my discomfort until the universe decided for me. Sure. And then obviously I had to, you know, follow that decision, but that's kind of what it reminds me of. Like, what if I had chosen me 10 years ago, but I probably didn't have the capacity to really choose me in the way I'm choosing me now. I'm just thankful for evolution. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for self-realization. Yeah. And I'm thankful that I pay attention. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that makes me think that like growth is like, you know, this big kind of keyword in our lives recently. Um, but growth can be painful. Yeah. Like part of it is like, you know, growing pains, right. Mm -hmm. Of like being challenged in ways that you haven't been before or, um, being uncomfortable or feeling awkward or unsure even, mm -hmm. you know, um, and those have been huge challenges mm -hmm. for me. And I, I know that they have been for you in some way. Um, I'm not going to speak for you, but um, yeah. I, I keep remaining grateful about this experience. Like as awkward and as you know hard as it is sometimes, I'm so happy that I um, was kind of forced into this change. Just like shake up that life that I was living, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Life is just a fucking ride. It really is. And you're going to have highs and you're going to have lows, mm -hmm. right? Like even in, you know, this new life that I've been living, you have this highs and the lows. It's a wild ride. It's a roller coaster. I always return back to the word abundant. Mm. And I think, when you accept the fact that life is abundant and abundant is vague, mm. it, it doesn't necessarily mean good or bad. It's just a lot, but it is, it's a lot of good and it's a lot of bad, but how lucky that we actually get to experience both mm -hmm. and that we're like the only living being with the capacity for the emotions that we feel and the memories that we have and the way we choose to interact with people and our ability to love and care and feel empathy. Like yeah. that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I try and keep that thought like the center of everything I do. Like it's, this is life gives, it's just giving all the time. Mm -hmm. You just have to receive. So like abundance as opposed to like a scarcity. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. But abundance of whatever is being given. Mm. Like we cannot be selective in what we choose to accept from life because that is when we get stuck. Mm -hmm. When we're like, oh, not the bad parts, not the change. <laughs> yeah. You I, um, yeah, I think that that word acceptance has been so big for me in my life as well. Um, that you got to accept the good with the bad mm -hmm. and that like you can't necessarily control uh, you know, a given situation. You yeah. can only really control your response to it, really. Mm -hmm. um, but acceptance has to be the place that you start with. And I don't know. I mean, uh, that's probably because I read Eckhart Tolle. Like, he talks a lot about that. You know, just ex accepting what is. Ew. I know. Ew. I'm just kidding. We love that. Um, but that was kind of a life-changing um, uh, realization maybe 
Mm. You know, to start from a place of acceptance as opposed to resistance, Mm -hmm. resisting the idea or resisting myself or resisting um, situations. Mm -hmm. Just allowing to be what is. Like it is what it is. Yeah. Ooh. Let it be. (laughs) Let it be. Oh, let it be. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I was like, is he, what? Where's he gonna go with this? Sounded a little twangy. I it wasn't did. sure what was going on. I don't know. Happen. I was uh I was, you know, experimenting. Yeah. I love it. I love a good experiment. Oh one of the other things that's been bringing me joy is handwritten letters. Oh. It was my one of my New Year's resolutions for 2023, because I love to set resolutions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know. Caleb just gave me the side eye Um, that I was going to start doing more handwritten letters because who doesn't love a good letter that's not a bill? Okay, so this is a thing. I got a handwritten letter from Sarah. I think it came in the mail maybe like a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. It's still on my kitchen counter, Um, but I opened it up and I was like, what is this? Like, who wrote this to me? Who the fuck is this from? Yeah, who the fuck is this from? <laughs> and I didn't recognize the handwriting at first, but then I opened it up and I just started crying. I didn't like was not like Aww. ready for the emotions I was gonna have. Uh, That's cute. Yeah, so I'm a little mad at you for making me cry, but also well, I cried totally when I was writing them too. <laughs> and then I was like, "What the fuck are you doing? Stop it!" But I just. I could imagine the people I love so much, you know, like opening them. And I feel like sometimes life is so hard that Mm. everyone just needs a little reminder of the ways that they are impactful and matter to other people. Yeah. And I just love my people so much that I want you guys all to know that all the time. So what that makes me think of is this idea of... um, leaning fully into an experience right and i think that's kind of been something that we're kind of touching on a little bit here and there in our conversation and i love this idea of like living fully Mm -hmm. you know like not resisting emotions like letting yourself have emotions feel it yeah letting yourself be vulnerable by like writing a letter let yourself be vulnerable to the experience of receiving that letter yes um any of that like living living life fully yes and i yeah i don't know that just that's what it's making me think of and that like ooh, yes give it to me you know kind of yes oh more don't stop (laughs) keep going yeah yes like yeah i feel like (laughs) there's this joke and i feel like i hear it a lot sometimes that like we're just kind of raw dogging life you know (laughs) just like yeah um and, and i think you know it's in a sober life it is kind of you know un um I don't know. It's unmedicated. It's a fucking raw dog, yeah. man. Yeah, it's a raw dog. It is a big if. You are <laughs> chancing it all the way. You don't yeah. know what is going to happen. Absolutely. But, you know, I think it's uh, it's been fun. And I feel like I'm getting so much more out of life as um, like living it, you know, so much more in a present mindset mm-hmm. as opposed to um, <clears throat> self-medicating or trying to cope or, you know, masking through um, different, you know, techniques the proverbial condoms right exactly you know and (laughs) the proverbial (laughs) condoms exactly and uh leaning into that kind of uh raw experience and trying to be present for it all 
I was just thinking as you were talking about raw dogging life mm. that we should live life as if we're on the edge of an orgasm and that we're just. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Logan it's cannot t- even handle us right now. Logan's probably like, "Why didn't Craig produce this episode?" Oh, yeah. Just constantly like. <laughs> He's probably like, why did I even sign them up for a second season? (laughs) Oh, God bless you, Logan. Oh, my God. I truly love you both. (laughs) Remember, this is not appropriate for kids. Right. Oh, my God. But (sighs) the point I was trying to make is that, like... Uh, I can't even get my words out. I'm so happy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Should we take a break? And get it together. Maybe. <laughs> oh shit. Well, I don't know. Are you going to lose that thought or what? Just Finish it. You pursue life with all of the gusto that mm, you have. Without abandon. Yes. Don't fucking abandon. quit. You're almost there. Right. Keep going. Keep going. Live fully. Yeah. Live uh. fucking. Uh. okay let's take a break we're gonna give ourselves some time to catch our breath i think (laughs) so uh we'll catch you on the flippy flop we'll be our (laughs) b music is so calming it is <laughs> so sultry. really tapers yeah <laughs> nothing welcome <laughs> back <laughs> oh so one thing i was thinking about uh during my bathroom break uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> was this idea of um like a like a child like freedom and I think that comes into mind mostly through the lens of um, through like my acting coaching. Mm. Um, my acting teacher was all about like, or he talked a lot about <coughs> watching his son grow up and how like free he was with his emotions and the things that he wanted to do and how he kind of just like was free mm-hmm. you know and, and like within confines right like within the like his safety. parental yeah right um and i can imagine or <laughs> i can remember this kind of absence of freedom you know so i'm like looking at that in comparison to the ways that i feel like i have to control myself all the time mm-hmm. um by like you know giving myself all these arbitrary rules right which inhibit my freedom of enjoyment. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like I follow all these um, silly, arbitrary rules in my mind. That um, you made. That I made. Or maybe I was told at one point or something, but that I've chosen to um, internalize um, that really prevent me from raw-dogging life. Mm. You know, like going on a drive when I don't really have any place 
specific to go to mm-hmm. or like turning up music in my living room and just dancing like nobody's watching because nobody's watching. Yeah. You know, or I don't know, any of the things. All the shit. Right. I just like have all these fucking rules. Mm. And I'm like, why? So I'm not necessarily a huge rule follower. And Benjamin, my son, hates it because Mm. he is. But I have in this chapter of my life, I've really started to give myself permission to just or at least remind myself of the ways that other people don't matter. Mm. We went to um, this little amusement park in Okaboji with my children. But we went on the roller coaster probably 15 times, back to back to back to back to back. And it was so fun because I think often we had a conversation and I think it was on the podcast, but it was about the importance of play. Mm. And we were talking about what is it that you do to play. And I was like, this is something I love roller coasters. I don't know what it is. I think there's a part of me that's like a huge thrill seeker. Mm. So I love that stuff that's a little dangerous and gets my adrenaline all up, but is controlled and safe too. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love letting myself like laugh uncontrollably and scream every time you go down the same drop, even though you know what's going to happen by the 10th time you do it. But it was so much fun. And Mm. seeing my kids and watching them watch me having fun and you know, not caring what anyone thought and putting my hands up and being all crazy. It was so precious and just like pure, you know? Yes. Yeah. Valuable experiences. Mm -hmm. I, when I did my big mushroom trip a couple months ago, I wrote in my journal that I think ego is the one who makes rules for Mm -hmm. us and sets constraints And then ego gets mad at our soul when Mm. we don't listen. It's like there are rules that you have to follow. Like, you know, don't commit an armed robbery or something. Stupid. Mm -hmm. Stupid rule. Dumb. Dumb. But a lot of these rules we make up Mm -hmm. ourselves. And we think this is how an adult should live. Mm -hmm. Or, well, this is what you do. Yeah, it's respectability politics. Mm -hmm. And we just enforce that upon ourselves. And then we get mad at us when we don't follow the rule that we've set. But it's like no one's enforcing it but you. Mm -hmm. Life is better when you allow yourself to drive aimlessly or turn up the music. Or to just be, you know, to act weird. You know, that like, because I feel like so many times people feel like they have to behave a certain way or like say certain things a certain way, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's like, just be weird. Be yourself. You know, like, let yourself be fun embrace your cringe yeah embrace your cringe we've definitely said that before yeah um and there's sometimes i like look at myself in the room like you're such a psychopath but instead of like being judgy about it now i'm like you're a psychopath you're hilarious (laughs) (laughs) pretty much you know and i like i i'm learning to like enjoy myself again Mm -hmm. like enjoy who i am Mm -hmm. without you know being uh, afraid of offending people um Fuck those people. Right. I mean, I don't want to offend people. I don't. But um, but why? Offending like sensibilities, you know, yeah. offending like somebody's sense of like the way that I should behave or not, mm-hmm. you know, like. You're that. you and you're the only unique Caleb that there will ever be. Mm-hmm. And if you deny yourself the experience of you mm-hmm. and 
if you deny yourself the ability to express yourself in all of the amazing mm-hmm. ways that only you can express yourself, then yeah. you are doing a disservice to not only you, but all of these other people that you're trying not to affect. Sure. And I think I want to say that, like, you know, within con- within certain confines, right? Like, I, I definitely never want to disrespect anybody. I don't want to, like, hurt anybody. But you know um, that at some point, <clears throat> that's on that person. Absolutely. If they choose- I can't control the way that they... Right. As long as your intentions are good, then the rest is on them to figure out their own shit. Right. Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need them. Exactly. Dr. Seuss (laughs) said, what was it? Those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I remind myself of. Was that Dr. Seuss? Yeah. Oh. I think it was. I don't know, but that's... Wow, so wise. He's so profound. So wise. Yeah, but I remind myself of that a lot too, especially as I am... I also feel like I'm kind of giving myself permission to journey back to who I was um, as a child. And I actually asked myself the other day, I'm like, are you an introvert? Like, for real? Mm. Because I'm always amazed at the ways... That when I have to, I talk to people and I, I love people. I know I get on here and I'm always like, fucking hate people. I don't. I love to be alone mm-hmm. and I love people and those, you know, exist <laughs> separately. But sure. I'm like, are you an introvert or like, is this just social conditioning that made you feel like every time you spoke or contributed, it was wrong or didn't fit whatever norm everyone else adapted so you stopped talking Mm. like did you learn to be an introvert because you felt like what you had to bring to the table wouldn't be accepted like did you shut down did Mm -hmm. life murder you was that like is it like a defense mechanism in some way yeah Mm -hmm. and i think exploring that (laughs) and letting myself come on here and laugh about dumb shit or um speak up at different things that is i don't know i feel like i'm being true to young me yeah Ooh. I love bringing that up, mm. like the things that are like bringing back a young version of yourself, mm-hmm. because I definitely feel like there's been a return for me in my own life of the things that I enjoyed when I was a kid, like reading or going to the movie theater mm-hmm. or like anime or like any or like playing Nintendo, you know, like any of these things that I used to really enjoy, mm-hmm. like went away mm-hmm. because I had to, quote unquote, be an adult yeah, and I like gave myself up. to um capitalism capitalism in a lot of ways and you know started to forget myself mm-hmm. and now that i'm you know i quit that job and you know i'm on a, on this path of recovery or whatever that like all these things have been coming back to me and like i'm relearning like oh you actually really enjoy these things mm-hmm. why did you let that go mm-hmm. isn't that awesome it is awesome so i wonder like what other people experience in that too oh. you know like what are, like what are the other things that have been coming back to you like in childhood like yeah. joys? What are you um, asking to hold your hand with you and join you in this next phase of life? Um, I don't have anybody. I said what, not who. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> like what activities <laughs> or parts of yourself? Uh, right. Uh, but Caleb <laughs> jumps right to relationships. <laughs> it's on the forefront of my mind you know and honestly i'm not gonna apologize for that you shouldn't actually uh, that was something i talked to my therapist about and you know i realize it's not like the most important thing um to me but it definitely relationships are important yeah and i what i can be grateful for though right now is that i do have a lot of really great relationships Mm -hmm. i have a lot of really good friends that are you know 
showing up for me in ways that I didn't know I needed, mm-hmm. which has been awesome. Isn't that cool mm. when your friends do that or when you allow that space to be filled? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it is too. You fill that space for me, babe. Thanks. <laughs> you fill that space for me too. You bring me so close to an orgasm. Oh, yeah. A mental orgasm, of course, because <laughs> <laughs> Caleb would hate to give me a physical orgasm. I don't know. I, get, I don't know how to handle that. Nightmare. <laughs> That'd be my dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, anyway, what um, else? <laughs> I, one of the things that we both love a lot. That you've been doing more of and I've also been Mm. doing more of and we've talked about several times is reading. Mm. I love reading. Oh, same. And Bookworms. Yes. That's one of the things that I've always loved. Like from day one of my life, Mm -hmm. reading has been a thing. And I feel like sometimes I get quote unquote busy and I can't read. Mm -hmm. But I've been making the time to read and kind of just pushing myself to do it. And I have way better concentration for my little neurodivergent brain. So it's very helpful in that sense. But it gives me better words, which we might not see on this particular episode. But my vocabulary is expanding with every book I read. (laughs) We love that. We love it. But we've also started a book club. Yes. Bad bitches be reading. I love this. So if you want to join our book club and expand your vocab with me and Caleb, Mm -hmm. Slide in our DMs. Yeah, slide in our slide DMs. Slide on in. <laughs> Lube it up and slide in there. <laughs> there it is. I was waiting for that. <laughs> you can tell that Caleb and I are really lonely <laughs> in life. Okay, so it's funny because after re-listening to that episode that we released last year, uh, we talk about how sex is like something that brings us joy. And, and how getting laid is something we're that, having yeah. like zero. <laughs> we're again not getting laid. We're not. No. So we were trying to manifest sex <laughs> in our lives, and we've done the exact opposite. Uh, do you know what? I definitely feel like I've been reworking my relationship towards uh, sex. Like I, my relationship with relationships was unhealthy. Mm. You know, I, you know, in my reading, I've been reading a lot of self help book, self, self help books uh-huh. uh one of them was attached um about the attachment styles and that one kind of slapped me in the face about the ways that i am in relationships mm-hmm. the kind of person that i show up as and mm. the things that i need and i don't know the ways that i act so that was kind of interesting so i'm kind of like trying to like work through that in my life mm. so i don't know i've got a lot of work to do too I um am sexless. Yeah. Which is okay. And I there's like a part of me that's like you should just have sex for the act. Mm-hmm. Like for the physicality and like the sure. release. But then there's the part of me that can't because there has to be an emotional connection. Mm-hmm. But also I'm like, yeah, and because there's no emotional connection. Like you're, you make one, mm. right? Like I oh, can yeah. just very you jump easily. Through a lot of hoops to make one. Yeah, I'll like yeah. love you. Oh, There's yeah. been very few people I've been able to be with intimately in that way that I don't have feelings for. Mm. Like maybe two percent of the people I've been with in any way. Um, but I need to do better at setting boundaries. Yeah, and I 
recently told someone who I have been in a situationship with for some years. I was like, you know, you're breadcrumbing me. Ooh. And they responded by saying, well, I'm sorry if my actions made you feel that way, which first of all, they did make me feel that way. Yeah. It's not an if. Right. They did. And then they blocked me and like deleted me off of social media. Oh. And boundaryless Sarah. So they felt called out. And yeah, they, they were felt like, called oh, wait. <laughs> and they were like, I actually go to great lengths to not make you feel like that. I'm like, you actually oh, do don't you? ever. Oh, do you? Um, but I'm like, these are the things when I need to take a step back and be like, how does it actually make you feel and seem when you get mad that someone temper tantrumed to you setting a boundary? Mm. You know, like I think my biggest fear is that when I set a boundary, someone will abandon me, which yeah. is why I don't like to set boundaries. But also I have enough really positive relationships to show me that mm. when you set boundaries with people who are respectful of you and your feelings, yeah. they don't, freak out they're like oh i'm sorry that i did that to you how yeah. can i be better and then they stay and you grow so i keep hoping that as i pull the fucking weeds and get all these losers mm -hmm. that i've allowed myself to be in relationships that don't actually serve me yeah. um, out of my life i am making room for really awesome people to come in i do love that I do too. I think, yeah, there's been like this energy of reworking or reshaping um, our relationship to intimacy. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that that's been a necessary work. It's been hard, but I think it's necessary. It kind of sucks. It really does. Um, but I think it's, it's setting ourselves up for, you know, a future, deeper, healthier relationship. With intimacy. Is it? I would like to think so. I feel like setting boundaries reminds me of quitting smoking. Mm. That's the strongest boundary I've ever quit or set. <laughs> because when I quit smoking, I had to basically stop going everywhere. I had to create a whole new daily routine mm -hmm. um, that wouldn't remind me of smoking. And yeah. then make sure I was never in the car alone. Make sure I never had time by myself. Make sure <laughs> that... I know, because if I was alone, I would want to smoke. Oof. So I had to have like a kid with me mm. all the time so I wouldn't smoke in the car, you know, right. or blow smoke in their face. Just weird things. Um, but I somewhere along the line of quitting, I sat down and I was like, this is what setting boundaries is. Yeah. And you this did it. This looks like. Sort of, yeah. yeah. And yes, you had to stop going to the place you got coffee because it reminded you of cigarettes or I couldn't go to certain gas stations mm -hmm. because they knew what I smoked and would just hand me a pack when mm -hmm. I walked in. But I'm like, oh, wow, if you enforced things like this in other areas of your life, <clears throat> what do you think would happen? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Caleb. Okay. I'm not I'm not <laughs> trying to insinuate anything. Yeah, Caleb. I'm just uh -huh. saying, like, yeah, Caleb, it was a really tough realization that mm. this is how it feels to actually set and enforce a boundary. Yeah. It feels like this. And it sucks and it sucks and it sucks until one day it doesn't suck anymore. That time really is uh it's it's hard because it's in it's indefinite, mm -hmm. right? Like there's no like set time where like, oh, if you make it this long, then it's not gonna suck anymore. Mm-hmm. But it does tend to be the, the case that time does kind of heal that, right? Mm -hmm. That it does kind of like make it okay. Yeah. 
Ugh. I just thought about the song Time by Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, I'm not familiar. <gasps> I know Hootie and the Blowfish, but I don't remember. I can't like place the tune to that song. Time. I don't know the rest of the words. Okay. Um, so there's that. <laughs> um, love that Ugh. for us. Anyway. Um, yeah. I feel like. Oh, I don't know where that thought was going to go. <laughs> it was something related to what you were talking about. Boundaries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. Okay. And then my mind went to Cheryl Crow. Oh, what were, what's Cheryl Crow? <laughs> it's just that we mentioned her in the, in the <laughs> last year's podcast we episode. Did. And uh, I just Where hope you're doing she? well, Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl, I love you. Cheryl, we think about you every now and then. <laughs> we just want you to know that we love you. And I still... Her song, If It Makes You Happy, is like on the trailer of this movie. Do you know what movie? No. Okay, well, I saw a trailer for it when I went to see Barbie. Oh. And it looks like a tearjerker because oh, I cried God. in the preview. <laughs> and Benjamin was like, why are you crying? What is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. I just always cry. Oh, I love emotions. I do too. And Ben was like, I know this song because you play it all the time. I'm like, yes, I still listen uh. to 90s sad aggressive white woman music yeah honestly if you could just play um that song logan as we're outroing that would be wonderful which I would one appreciate that. if it makes you happy yeah oh, okay um because that would make me happy would it then why the hell are you so sad <laughs> <laughs> oh good one i like that that was perfect i know you're perfect not as perfect as you. Stop it. Um, the other thing that's really brought me joy, I don't know where we are in time. Mm. Speaking of Hootie and the of Blowfish yep. time. Um, my family. Ah. Yeah. Are you going to expound <laughs> on that? <laughs> or no? Or nah? <laughs> Just, okay. Yep. Great. Your family makes you happy. Wonderful. Okay, next. <laughs> oh, my God. In the past uh, year... I finally submitted, resubmitted my DNA test. And mm. in April, I was connected with my DNA relatives. Mm. Oh, my God. There's so many. But I ended up finding out that I whew, have a total of eight biological siblings on both my mom and my dad's side. Mm. And my mom's side is kind of trash. So trash. But my dad's side has just been... I don't even have the words to describe how these relationships make me feel and like the way that they welcomed me in. And my therapist pointed out, she's like, isn't it nice to have people just love and accept you and all you have to do is be yourself? And I was like, God damn it, Amanda. <laughs> you always know just what to say. <laughs> yes, it Ooh, is. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. But I just really love my siblings. It is mm. such a joy in my life. Mm-hmm. To be connected to six other people in that way that I'm connected to my brother and sisters. And the amount of joy that it has brought me, I just don't even have words for. So I just want you guys to know I love you so much. That's really sweet. And as my girl Kelly Clarkson says. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> my life would suck. Without you. Do you know that song? Um, no. (laughs) 
But I'm glad that you know that song because you have such a thing with Kelly Clarkson. So I'm so happy that you know that song. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know what's going on today. I'm so in love with you right now. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I feel like <clears throat> my experience with family has uh, always been a little complicated, but... Um, I've definitely started reconnecting with my parents and my brother a little bit more. Um, and that has felt really good too. So I can, I guess in some way, you know, empathize with that experience. And Well, the cool thing is, is we didn't have a complicated past, right? Because mm. I just popped up out of the blue. Right. So we don't have like years worth of shit to work mm. through. Sure. But that's not necessarily true because for them, they found out that their dad had another baby, you know? Yeah, so it's like right. they have shit I don't, and when I think about the fact or what it would have taken those people to put whatever feelings they had aside and welcome me, it makes it even better. Sure, yeah, yeah. But I'm I family is complicated. But yeah, it's been a big, expansive thing for you mm-hmm. to like lean into, you know, meeting these family members and to feel welcomed and to feel loved and to love. It's like the Odyssey has finally reached its destination. Mm, we love that. Yeah. Odysseus is home. Yeah. 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 I've I've reached the shore. <laughs> and here I am with my family. But mm. yeah, it's great. Family is important. But I think also sometimes we place too big of a value on biological family and we Mm. kind of forego friends that are family yeah that can be the case sometimes um i know that like chosen family for me has been you know immensely helpful um and valuable i guess Mm -hmm. is probably the better word but yeah your experience is so valuable too though like your experience has been great but we've also like chosen you know, mm, yeah. because there are, you know, other siblings that have not made that same choice sure. to be welcoming or want a relationship. So it makes it even better that I have that with the ones that I have it with. Wow. I know. Well, I feel like I don't really have anything else to say or to add. I'm just like kind of basking in the fact that we're living, we're laughing and we're loving. And Maybe in bigger and fuller karaoke. ways. And we still sing karaoke. We do. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There we are. Thank you, Logan. It can't be that bad. Makes you happy. If it makes you happy, then why the hell are you so sad? I want my guitar. Yeah. Oh. Well. Listeners, I hope that you find ways to live and to laugh and to love and to do karaoke in your own lives. Um, Live life fully. Do it. With abandon. Laugh loud. Raw dog the fuck out of life. That's right. Live as close to the edge of an (laughs) orgasm as you possibly can. (laughs) (laughs) And then when you finally get there, (laughs) share your experience with other people and tell them how great it was. (laughs) We love you so much. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) That was not what I was going to (laughs) say.
I'm not.